This is the homeschool show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have as our co-host, John Lewis. Welcome back, John. Thank you. I feel like I've been gone forever. I know. We're glad to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, T. Essence did a great job the last yeah, few weeks. We enjoyed and having Ron her on. Has been doing great. Yeah, so, great team. Yeah, I like I like watching them and listening to them. So they're definitely better on the eyes than I am. So, <laughs> anyway, no comment. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, today we're going to talk about a few things. We got our homeschool news. We're going to talk about the NCHE Network Chess Tournament and uh, the race for the North Carolina Senate uh, or the uh, U.S. Senate seat from North Carolina, and then. We're going to have homeschool conversations. We'll talk with Dr. Tobias Legron, who's running for the U.S. Senate from North Carolina, and we're going to ask him about his views on home education. So you need to pay attention to that because you're going to be really interested in that. And then the homeschool tip of the week, uh, enjoy family time by playing games with your kids. And so uh, that'll be a fun conversation. And then we'll end up with our homeschool reality moment. Uh, Today, Jessica is going to share with us how she used the recent snow days as an educational opportunity. So um, with that being said, Matthew, talk to us about what's going on in the news. Okay. Our news first is just the announcement that we have a chess tournament that NCHE has sponsored. You may not know that we have the NCHE Chess Network, and that's a place where you can start groups and get connected with others. But we're going to host a, uh, in Kernersville, we're going to host a a chess day of play and tournament that you can be a part of, and that's going to be February the 19th of this year. Uh, as I said, that's in Kernersville. You have to register ahead of time to be a part. You don't have to be a part of the tournament. You can just come play a bunch of games and just uh, improve your skills, or you can get into a, a bracket uh, process where you can compete and, uh, and win the prize for the tournament. Awesome, awesome. And uh, also coming up this November, we have midterm elections. So, Oh, yeah. I should have said, nche.com slash chess network. Chess dash network. That's where you got to go to find chess out about that. Dash network. Network. All right. There's All a right. dash. Midterms. Go to midterms. The dash is important. Don't forget that. All right. And uh, yeah, we have midterm elections coming up this November. And included in those uh, is a bid for the U.S. Senate seat from North Carolina. Now, this is one of 34 seats in the Senate that's going to be contested. And our Republican incumbent uh, for U.S. Senator Richard Burr, who served for several terms in the past, is not seeking reelection. So in order for us to help inform the homeschool families out there about what's going on in North Carolina and the folks who are running, uh, we want to take some time to interview some folks that are um, that have put their hat in the ring for this this position. And so uh, we've asked all of them to answer some questions for us. So Matthew, why don't you talk to us about the questions that we've sent out to our candidates? Yeah, so we sent them three <clears throat> pretty simple questions. One is, what is your view of home education? Two, do you believe any changes need to be made to the law in North Carolina about homeschooling? And finally, will you protect the rights of parents to freely teach their children at home? And we've sent these by email to the 11 declared candidates that we're aware of, and four have responded. Um, And we're going to be putting their answers in an article in the Greenhouse Magazine, the spring issue of the Greenhouse Mm -hmm. Magazine that will be coming out in March. And so you'll be able to read that there. But we're also inviting them to be on the show. So hopefully you'll get to hear from as many of those as possible or who will be able to respond. 
Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. And today, one of those candidates for the U.S. Senate seat from North Carolina uh, that is going to answer questions for us is Dr. Tobias Legrone. Now, uh, you haven't had an opportunity to talk to uh, Dr. Legrone already, so uh, what, what can you tell us about him? Well, and I also uh, learned from him and from his website uh, some interesting information. He grew up in the country working on a farm. Okay. Uh, and listen to this quote, John. <clears throat> he remembers his mother, Margaret, teaching him his alphabet with the book in her right hand and a belt to keep his attention focused in her left hand. <laughs> I, this sounds like a version of homeschooling to me right there. <laughs> uh, he fulfilled his parents' dreams and became the first in his immediate family to earn a college degree. Awesome. He holds a Bachelor of Art in Political Science from Jackson State University and a Master of Divinity and a Doctor of Ministry from Memphis Theological Seminary. Oh, Dr. Awesome. Legrone is a clinical pastoral psychologist, a purpose-centered life coach, a licensed clinical addiction specialist in private practice in Greensboro, and Dr. Legrone is the senior pastor of Soul House Christian Fellowship in Greensboro. Oh, awesome. So we're going to welcome awesome. him to the show. We're going to put it on here. How yep. you doing, sir? I'm doing well, gentlemen. All right. Glad we are so glad you could join us. Thank you. Uh so I really appreciate your bio there and uh, a, a small version of homeschooling maybe there with, with mom teaching <laughs> you the alphabet at home. <laughs> certainly, certainly. She, she made sure that I, I knew my alphabets. Uh, the, the story behind that, uh-huh. I actually started reading at, at the age of three. Oh, wow. And by the time, during that time, we did not have uh, uh, pre-K, so to speak. Right. Grandmother and grandfather was pre-K. <laughs> so by the time I started the first grade, I had spent too much time in the summertime playing. And one of the church members who was my first grade teacher told my mom, called after school and told my mom that I could not say my ABCs. <laughs> and my mother knew I do my ABCs, but I got distracted with two birds summer play, and uh-huh. mom gave some positive reinforcement <laughs> to make sure the next, next day I was saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I was saying smart mama. Smart mama. That's like Nehemiah <laughs> building a wall with one hand and weapon in yeah. the other. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, I saw on your website an uh, interesting description of you being a pro life conservative Democrat. Um, I can't say I've run into a whole lot of those, so I'm curious as to what, how you understand that and uh, how you would uh, help us understand your position there. Thank you. Thank you for that question. I was raised on a farm in Mississippi by Bible-believing parents. Uh, our faith informed every decision in our life. When I use the word conservative it, from my theological training, the Latin word is conservare. It means to use wisely, to guard, to protect, to secure. And so my loyalty as a a Christ-centered servant leader is to conserving our Constitution, conserving our strong families, strong family values, and the rights of family to to have a say in how our children are educated, conserving our right to vote and conserving our right to equal treatment under the law and protecting this great country we call America and the in the liberties that, that we so uh, blessedly enjoy. Thank you. Thank you very much for that explanation. 
So uh, let's get right into what I know our, our audience is interested in, and that is uh, just your view of homes, home education. What, what I know as a therapist, I did not know it then as a child, but having uh, uh, studied the area now, we know now that the first 2,000 days of an infant's life are the most important days. That's when trillions of neurons are firing in the brain. And what we know in psychology, neurons and neural pathways that fire together, they wire together. So it, so there's something called a serve in response. And so when a child goes goo goo gaga or reaches for the parent, that is called a serve. And then the parent's behavior or response to the child is a response. And that lays the neurochemical pathways, healthy neurochemical pathways for the child's brain to develop in a healthy biological, psychological, sociological, and emotional way. So parents are the first teachers, whether they realize it or not. Home education is so important. And I, and I, and I really think that with the advent of modern technology, that more parents can become attuned and in tune with to the importance of having a healthy, whole, loving, nurturing growth environment uh, to, to rear our children in because our children are learning either positively or negatively. So we are the first teachers. All right. Thank you. So let's get to that next that next question on uh, homeschool law. Do you know of anything that you think needs to be changed regarding North Carolina North Carolina law uh, about home education? As I reviewed the law, I don't see anything that needs to needs to be changed uh, per se. What I, some of the I, I had a um, I was interviewed this past weekend by National Educators Association, a state educators association. And one of the dialogues that came up was, well, public schools have rigorous standards, so forth and so on. But what we know now in homeschooling, homeschools have rigorous standards. They're our best practices, evidence-based curriculums. And I support that as long as the parents are engaging uh, the student following best practices, evidence-based curriculum that fixed, fits their particular student, then uh, we as the public should be supported. There's a plethora of curriculum that's available now, and, and data is showing that our students are in homeschool or home educator situations are performing in, in some areas greater than those in, in the public uh, educational sector. Uh, having worked in the public school as a special um, education assistant, that's what it was called back when I still had hair and I didn't have any grade that I was right <laughs> out of undergrad and I worked as a special educator's uh, assistant. And then uh, here in North Carolina, working uh, in community support as a behavior interventionist. What I've learned is that not every child can thrive in a public school setting. Um, mm -hmm. Some children thrive with one-on-one -on -one attention. And so I'm, I'm very supportive of home educators and also charter schools and small classroom settings that gives every child an opportunity to be the best version of themselves. Great. Good. 
Uh, yeah. Um, so, Dr. Legrone, I have a question. As a former public school educator, um, I've, I was it caught my attention that you used the term best practices. That's a buzzword in the educational arena. And, uh, you know, what do you think, though, about best practices? Would you would you say that best practices are different in a one on one education setting versus uh, a classroom setting? Certainly. Certainly. And best practices are also germane to local geographical areas. The, the, the way I learned, there were 45 graduates in my senior class at Nelton High School, and that was a huge class. And my daughter's high school graduation class he, out of Ragsdale uh, High School in Jamestown, North Carolina, it was over 500 students. And so best practices for my small, for, for the small community I'm, I'm from was curriculum that was tailored to the needs of, of the locale for which I was being educated. And it was agreed upon by the PTA, uh, by uh, parents, by the educators of what works for the small town of Nellerton, Mississippi. And so parents need to be empowered in, as home educators, what works for their students? And, and is it one curriculum? Is it a mixture of curriculums? But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that our children can compete against the rising tide of China, of Germany, of Switzerland, of Sweden, of Nigeria, of, 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 of students all around Russia, students all around the world. And as long as our children are getting what they need to be competent citizens, we as, as, as serving leaders, I don't call myself a politician, but if I'm fortunate enough to become elected, I will continue to be a servant leader serving our community and empowering pro-family policies, pro-family policies. I'm glad to hear you say that because um, when when you hear the term best practices, uh, immediately f from my perspective as a former public school educator and a homeschool parent for the last uh, over a decade, uh, I, I, immediately my mind goes to, uh, is that a reference to some sort of uh, standards that that you would want to uh, lay onto the homeschool um, the homeschool families to, mm -hmm. to have them conform to a public school strategy or public school version of best practices. So to hear you say that that's not your intent that your that your definition of best practices really is uh, the freedom of the parents to make that decision for their context and their kids mm -hmm. is really really important. And I think our families need to hear that. Good. Yeah, that's a great point. And I want to get to this last question that they're, of course, very concerned about, and, and that is, uh, it, as a senator, uh, if, if you were to have that position, will you protect, <clears throat> will you help protect the rights of uh, North Carolina citizens and families to uh, freely homeschool their children? I, I most definitely will. It's, it is important. Too many of our children get left behind. Uh, in the public school settings, the classroom and, and my mother-in-law retired from teaching after 40 years. My 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 brother was in public education for 15 years and I uh, served for, for two years. And uh, I'm jealous of you, Matthew. You, ex you 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 were able to keep your hair in your beard. So I, I'm jealous. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> you know, you are blessed to have served in education that long. Just and, for a little while. Come out with hair in your beard. <laughs> 
but I would most certainly protect our families. And I, and I think it's about building relationships and being accessible for parents to contact me and ask questions. No, Dr. Legron, what's happening in, in on the national level? What's working in Arizona? What's working in, in Idaho? What's working in Virginia? What's working in Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia in, in the home education home educators sector? Watch this. But I also would add this. How do we uh, uh, empower home educators to have access to, to the needs of the Toyota plant that's coming here? They're going to be particular needs and how to link those families with community colleges who are going to be in the loop with those corporations that are coming. So our children coming out of the home educator setting, homeschool setting, will be prepared to go in and get some of these high paying jobs like Apple and Toyota. And even today in Gifford County, uh, the county commissioners and the city council is meeting. Uh, there's something called a Thunderbird project. They're supposed to bring 1,700 jobs, some major uh, um, airline industry place. So we need to equip and empower our parents, our homeschool uh, students to be fully equipped to compete in this global economy. And that's what I would do as a uh, as your servant leader. And your website is ncnewday.com. Is that correct? That is correct. NCNewDay.com. And please, ma'am, please, sir, check it out. Uh, as, as whoever becomes the senator needs to be aware of how all the pieces fit. You go, go to my website. You're going to see information about how I will help protect workers from being replaced by artificial intelligence. Uh, I have workers' rights uh, policy uh, proposal on there, where if you're working in a corporate setting, you need to know if you're being tracked by artificial intelligence or AI, and if the work you're doing is helping that computer to take your job. You need to be aware of that. Uh, thirdly, you need to know when you take these assessment tests, whether on Indeed or you interviewed by a corporation, you need to know whether and how that information is being used. These exams, they call them uh, um, uh, compatibility exams, but as a licensed <coughs> therapist, I know they are psychological assessments. They are assessing your temperament. They are assessing a plethora of things. And we need to know as a public, how is this data being used? Is there some shadow profile that is, that, is there some shadow profile be, being built on you that's held out there in cyberspace that other companies are getting? And that's the reason why you're being denied jobs. Mm. So I'm here to empower the people. And I understand how all the pieces fit. I grew up in the era of George Jetson. And, and now <laughs> we're living in that reality. So I understand how the pieces fit, what the new quantum age is going to be, what's happening with Meta, but also what is happening with, with in, around our kitchen table and how too many times our quote unquote politicians have left us out to mm. dry and you, did not give us the mm. information we need to make competent decisions for our families. And we, I promise to do that. We've been talking to Dr. Tobias Legrone. 
We sure appreciate you joining us today. And again, you can go to ncnewday.com to find out more about him. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay. God bless you. God All right. bless you. Thank God you. Bless. God bless it's you, a pleasure. educators. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, that was great, uh, Matthew. Glad we were able to talk to him. And before we move into the tip of the week, uh, we want to tell you about a great opportunity that we have for you right now um, this month. Uh, NCHE members have uh, the opportunity to get 25% off of the Fundamentals of Chess workshop. Uh, this is a six-week program. It's a unique opportunity to play games and improve skills in problem-solving, deductive reasoning, and creative thinking by solving chess puzzles and executing a systematic process to beat your opponent. And this workshop is going to be taught by Stephen Bloom, a top 10 chess player in Canada. So, yeah. yeah. And if you're already a, a member of NCHE, then you probably received, hopefully you received an email telling you how to take advantage of that. If you're not a member and you want to take part, you can go to nche.com slash join, find out, about, find out about how to join, and then when you get your confirmation e email, we'll let you know how to get access to that 25% off and get your kids started learning about chess right away. Awesome. Awesome. And our homeschool tip of the week is to enjoy family time by playing games with your kids. You guys play a lot of games at your house? We do. Yeah. What about you? Uh, we we do. Not as much right now as we did at one point, but our kids like card Something games. Something change? Um, busy? Yeah. Busyness. Well, we got... You know all about busy homes uh, and lots of people yeah, in yeah. there. What uh, about chess? You play chess? Uh, it's been a long time since We should I've bring a board chess. and have a live uh, stream. You win, probably. <laughs> That's why I said we should have. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, guys. He just wants to beat up on me in front of everybody. Uh, so we love games at our house. Uh, and I just want to mention games, uh, board games, card games, any kind of live games as an opportunity to spend time together as a family. Mm, yeah. uh, it, it gets people away from their screens. Of course, sometimes they're sitting at the game table with their screens and their devices, and it's like, all right, everybody, this is a device-free zone. We're going to play games. It's fun. Uh, some games are even educational, but mainly it's a place to gather around and have fun as a family. So uh, I just want to mention a few games that we really love at our house. Some of them are new. Azul is one. Uh, Carcassonne couple new ones we got for Christmas this year. Uh, Risk is a very, very old one. I grew up mm -hmm. watching my brothers play Risk. That's a yeah. – every Thanksgiving, Risk, Risk comes out. <laughs> uh, Avalon, Catan, Dutch Blitz, Dominion, Scategories, Ticket to Ride. So I'm just throwing these out here. Yeah. If you need recommendations for great games, uh, these are great. Of course, th there are some educational, more, you know, whether yeah. that's – money counting and language stuff like Monopoly or Bananagrams and stuff like that. Um, but if you don't have a thing that your family does, especially in the winter, you know, you can't go out uh, and you want to just sit around and do something different, uh, but you want to do something as a family, playing a game is uh, one of those great things to do. My speed is more like Go Fish, War, <laughs> Uno, stuff like that. <laughs> the simple anyway, games. The simple games for the simple-minded. Anyway, uh, our homeschool reality moment today, we're going to listen to Jessica. She's going to share with us how she turned the snow days we had recently into a learning opportunity. So let's take a listen. All right. Hi, I'm Jessica. This is Benjamin. This is our homeschool reality moment. We got a lot of snow this week, as many of you all might have. 
And it's funny, back in October when I was doing my lesson plans, we had planned a unit study for this week on snow. So that worked out very well. Uh, partly was impromptu and partly put together things we already had. We studied Snowflake Bentley or Wilson Bentley, a um, man who spent his lifetime recording pictures of snowflakes. And we studied snowflakes ourselves. We looked at the weather videos that were on all the TV stations and learned the difference in air temperatures and ground temperatures that make us either have snow or sleet, freezing rain. So very helpful thing to learn. And we also did some math with some of his big brothers and sisters, figuring out the right angle, degrees of angles to make paper snowflakes that were six-sided. So we got some math in with that and art at the same time. And of course had lots of fun out here in the snow. One of the wonderful things about homeschooling is that we can adjust our day to whatever the weather brings or life brings our way. We can enjoy it, have fun, and learn a lot as we do it. Awesome. You guys do stuff like that? Impromptu uh, oh, lessons yeah. on sure. whatever happens? Yeah. yeah. It comes up when uh, maybe we're listening to the news or mm-hmm. they encounter lots of things and we'll have those discussions, you know? Yeah. That's a, one of the great things about homeschooling is yeah, that you can, one of you the can best. flex it, right? So, um, well, we appreciate you sharing that, Jessica. And if you would like to share one of your homeschool moments with us, please do so. You can mm-hmm. contact us at the homeschool show at nche.com. Uh, we want to hear from you. So send those in to us and let us know how we can uh, how we can help support you. And, and we'll give you an opportunity to share and support other homeschool families as well. We want to thank you for joining us this week, and uh, we ask you to help other people find the show by subscribing. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and leave a comment, give a rating. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts or any of those other formats that we're on, make sure you leave a review and uh, share, share the show with other people. Uh, send links and and uh, maybe tell them your favorite episodes that you watch and that sort of thing. Anything you can do to help get this podcast out there uh, so that we can help more families. And uh, if you want to learn how to subscribe to our show or podcast on YouTube, you can visit nche.com slash the homeschool, homeschool show. You I don't that? know why I couldn't talk for a second there. <laughs> we uh, are really glad you joined us today. Thanks for being here, John. And, Thank you, uh, Matt. Helping us through it. And until next time, homeschool with confidence and joy. And we'll see you next week.